0: In retrospect, maybe San Diego's decision to install smart street lights wasn't actually a smart decision. Originally sold to the city as a means to analyze traffic data and alleviate parking issues, these sensors ended up only actually being used by police. Once the technology was revealed to the public, privacy advocates have been sounding the alarm about how they could be misused. And just yesterday, Mayor Kevin Faulkner ordered some 3,000 smart street lights to be turned off until the city has an ordinance to manage surveillance technology. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Terry Figueroa, with this issue of the smart streetlights, uh, this is a, a long story, and we kind of have to start from the beginning. So let's start from there. How did we get these lights in the first place?
1: Wow, you're right. It is a long story, and it is a, a, a tale with a lot of twists in it. Um, Back in 2016, uh, the city council was pitched and approved a plan that was designed to um, install uh, cost-saving and energy-saving lights throughout the city. We're talking thousands of lights. Um, On those light posts, originally 3,000 and then it was going to be 4,000, we're supposed to – well. All we knew initially was there was some streetlights that were going up, and it was going to save us money, and it was going to save energy, which was you know a win win. Um, in twenty eighteen, early twenty eighteen, um, police realized that hey, wait a minute, there's those are more than just streetlights. They have cameras up there. These these there's some cool stuff happening here, and it turns out that what was in those streetlights was also cameras with special sensors that were sort of um, artificially intelligent, um, able to take video from those cameras and um, make out what it was seeing. It could see if it was a pedestrian walking by and and turn those into zeros and ones. Same with the car, same with the bicycle. Um, So this was supposed to be this really cool technology that you had a camera and it would take all of that, what it saw, turn it into ones and zeros and make that really cool anonymous data that the city could then use for really cool things like telling if um, there was parking available downtown, all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and what? There was cameras in there. And so the police said, hey, can we use those cameras? We'd like to be able to view things after they happened to see if, if these crimes that had been reported, what exactly happened. Um, in August of 2018, they were able to start doing that. And so they did. And that was very successful for them. Uh, sometime within the following year, the public went, hey, there's cameras in the streetlights. What? And that made privacy advocates really stand up and take notice. Um, they raised a, a number of concerns. Well, wait a minute. Who's watching out for us on this? Who's? What are the rules governing these cameras that are watching us? And um, they really pushed for some sort of an ordinance um, to govern this technology, this really cool, but clearly possibly troublesome technology. Um, and that led to the city saying, you know what, we are going to write a very strong policy. and We're going to, to make this happen. So they brought that very strong policy to a city council committee earlier this year. and the, city com- the council committee took a look at it and said, you know what, we don't want a policy just for these streetlights. Mm -hmm. We want an ordinance, something with teeth, and it's not just for streetlights. It's for all surveillance, all surveillance types in the city.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, going back to the beginning, it kind of sounds like the city was essentially upsold in which you had a vendor probably say, hey, this could be for the connected 5G future. And in reality, those things just never came to fruition. But, you know, someone was just a really good salesman here.
1: You know, it's not really clear what happened in, in the beginning and, and who knew what, when and, and what these lights were capable of. That That's still a little bit murky to me. Um, but we do know that when the city was told about them, they were told, or the city council, hey, energy saving streetlights, really awesome. And so then it was sort of later discovered, oh, my gosh, there's all these other things that these cameras can do. What what these cameras have is like this, these sensors, the Sensors themselves pick up all that stuff and turn it into data, but the cameras take raw video, and it was that raw video that raised a number of concerns. The sensors raised a different set of concerns, but for now, let's focus on the concerns with the raw video and the fact that um, there was concerns about surveillance, concerns about civil rights abuses, concerns about um, would these be put in Um, communities of color? Would there be over policing? So there was a lot of concerns attached to the fact that there were these cameras. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly. It's, it's strange how this all kind of came through somewhat suddenly, because we wrote that, um, Really in depth piece, I believe at the beginning of the pandemic uh, in March, that kind of detailed kind of how this all happened. And that was when really the conversation got very intense of people saying, we have to do something about this system. We don't want, you know, some Ultron type situation. So that's kind of how, you know, this conversation got to this point. And uh, could you characterize the opposition? Who are these groups that are speaking out and saying, we need to have some kind of regulation for these streetlights?
1: there is actually a, a coalition of different groups. Um, there, uh, the one that's really sort of taken that, the, the coalition that has come together is called trust San Diego. Um, and the, that particular coalition made up of all these other groups with, with concerns is, um, specifically focused on surveillance and, and they really, um, uh, zeroed in on, the, on these streetlights pretty early on. In fact, they were the ones, this, this trust coalition, were the ones who first raised their hands and said, there's lights, there, there's cameras in those lights? Wait, who's responsible for, for you know, policing the police or, or policing anyone who, you know, has access to these cameras? So back in January, February, or January, the City Council Committee, it's the Public Safety and Livable Neighborhoods Com- Committee, Excuse me. They said, we don't want a policy. We want an ordinance. And that shipped the whole thing over into the ether of where, you know, the sausage factory where ordinances get made. And then pandemic hit. So it's not exactly clear where that ordinance is. In the meantime, the company that owns the software that does all that really cool stuff, their contract with the city ended. And so while they're doing contract negotiations, the company shut those sensors off. So the city has not been collecting that mobility data that that, you know, how many bicycles are passing by data in months. But the company said that they would let the cameras still roll so that police could have access to that raw video. They could see what was going on when they needed to. Now the police have been They um, have laid out for themselves, it was an internal policy, very narrow parameters for what they could access this footage for. And they had to know pretty quickly that they needed to access this footage because it only lives for five days
0: Mm -hmm.
1: before it gets covered up. So in the two years that the police have had access to these lights, they've used it 400 times. They've accessed, there's 3,000 lights around the city. Um, Over the course of two years, they have accessed it 400 times. And those have been for um, pretty serious violent crimes, uh, homicide, and, and they have been successful. They've solved homicides or at least identified suspects using what they've seen in those lights. However, we had a big surprise announcement yesterday. Well, yesterday was supposed to be, let me step back. The police were using these lights. That committee that wanted the ordinances, yesterday the city had planned to go to that committee and say, you know, we have an idea. While we're negotiating all this stuff with the company, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that that mobility stuff, we, we can't afford to do that right now. You know, financial limitations, especially in the time of COVID, let's let all of that go. And let's instead just have those cameras still roll and we'll turn it over to the police department. Mm-hmm. And let them be responsible for just that portion of it. And the police were on board with that. And they were willing to pick up their $7 million cost over four years. Um, and right as the city um, sustainability department was going to go to that city committee and say, what do you think of this idea? They pulled that idea. Later that afternoon, Mayor Kevin Faulkner issued um, an order shutting off All of the streetlights, there's those cameras, not the streetlights, but the cameras. There's nothing. Those cameras are not recording anymore. Mm -hmm. And he said, I am doing that until we get a surveillance ordinance in place. And then today, gosh, probably an hour or so ago, the mayor tweeted that um, he really wants to see the city get that ordinance, that tech ordinance um, ASAP. He wants to see that surveillance ordinance in place. Um, he has been a a uh, supporter of of these. I mean, he has. Uh, I I can't say that he, in his in his tweet, which is escaping me now. Um, he basically says, "I need I, I want to see this this tech ordinance pass,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's time to get moving on it. Let's do it." I don't know what the status of that ordinance is yet, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, this seems like a kind of important opportunity to really get this ball rolling because you have that public outcry mayor falconer could use a win right now after ash street and you know (laughs) issues with the pandemic so this seems like a problem that is actually solvable and can get done relatively soon so it does make sense that he would kind of turn up the heat and say we have to get this done as soon as we can because you know you kind of have to admit that a mistake was made that the public wasn't consulted in the installation of these smart streetlights and having them here, you know, creates unease with people who are surveilled, you know, even if, you know, not very often, but it's possible that it could happen. So, you know, that conversation needs to happen as well.
1: Yeah, and, and we did, as, as you mentioned back right before the pandemic, um, did a pretty in-depth story looking at where the streetlights were located in San Diego and they are throughout the city. And um, we wanted to see are they in some communities more than others, and we found that they were pretty evenly distributed, relatively, um, when you took a look at it with regard to um, uh, ethnicity and race in um, throughout the the city throughout mm-hmm. with those demographics. So, um, but still, yes, there those concerns were were absolutely raised and 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 still remain. Um, so, I guess we're in a let's see what happens next sort of a pattern.
0: Mm-hmm. And also, to what extent do you think that the protests about racial justice and arguments about defunding the police, how has that played a role kind of in recent conversations? Because it seems that every aspect of policing is being under scrutiny right now, surveillance being one of them as well.
1: You know, the street lights battle erupted before. Um, the unrest following the death of George Floyd. Um, however, that's certainly something that that this weekend, when um, right after the city said, "Hey, we're thinking about maybe handing these over to the to the police department," um, the those say, that same coalition that had raised concerns before was like, "This is tone deaf. Do you not see that we have all of these other concerns, racial injustice, um, and and bias concerns, and this is." not the time to do that. So that was their argument.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, yes, that that was certainly something that was mentioned in mm-hmm. response to, to this latest uh, bid. Mm-hmm.
0: And as this is coming together, do we have any sense of next steps or when we might hear something? Like, is there any element of, you know, we expect to hear in a couple of weeks or months?
1: It It is unknown. I was not able to nail down an answer on that yesterday. So that's still on my to find out list. Mm -hmm.
0: All right, Terry Figueroa, thank you so much.
1: Thank you, thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix. During the pandemic, the graphics and data team at the San Diego Union-Tribune has been updating the latest statistics on COVID-19 every day. The UT is joining with several other California newsrooms to better collaborate on stories about COVID-19 in California. The coalition includes the Los Angeles Times, the San Francisco Chronicle, KQED, KPCC, Cap Radio, Matters, and big local news based at Stanford University. To see the latest COVID-19 data in San Diego County, go to UnionTrip.com slash coronavirus. Until next time.